Welcome to another episode of Sparky Coach Potty. Crowy Cam here to talk about hiring and sort of the key indicators that, you know, they're involved. I remember hiring originally in the early days, no key indicators. <laughs> just <laughs> on a whim. Just a messy van. <laughs> the van heaps messy, let's hire. Yeah. Right? Uh, no, and then I remember coming home a few times and Elodie's like, I think you need to hire. Yeah. And I think having no metric in place or just being so busy in the eternal damnation of the hamster wheel, just going like, what do you mean? So do you feel like you have to be told to hire? I felt like I had to. I felt like I was too manic to slow down to recognize some key indicators. So, okay. yeah. yeah, told. But I guess in coaching now, coaching is kind of interesting because you're, you're outside someone's world looking in yep. going like hey that's a clear sign you need to hire so this, i guess we're chatting through how we would coach people in our in our groups like what what goes on so um I mean, some things i guess that you can look at to identify to begin with like so our key indicators is what we want to chat about today yeah um so firstly the the thing that I, comes to mind straight away is your workload yeah. are you are you um consistently busy um do you have a uh, long lead time of work? As in, do you have weeks in advance that are booked out? Yeah. Yeah. So it's look, looking at the short-term work going, how much in advance are you? You know, it's really funny when you talk to people and you go, how are you? And, oh, yeah, good. Two or three weeks booked out. Yep. And then three months later, yeah, two or three weeks booked out. And then mm-hmm. two or three weeks booked out. And it's like you're always two or three weeks booked out because work keeps coming in because yep work seems to promote work. You know, you do work and you get more work or you do work and the clients got the, it's the while you're there theory. Yeah, oh, while really. you're there, can you just look at this? Yeah. It becomes really consistent yeah. and, and, and measurable almost to be like, hey, this has become predictable. Yeah, exactly. And while, you know, it's really interesting to look at the metrics in terms of um, what work comes in every single week. Mm-hmm. And while they can't have an exact science, you can have a certain predictability yeah. that work comes in every single week. Uh, how much booked out are you in the smallest jobs yeah yeah in your, um, in your small service and maintenance style work yeah what what's your what's your goal with that i've got my opinions but um what's a good lead time uh look i i think once you're sort of pushing in the service and maintenance sector once you're sort of pushing more than two weeks um it's really you not become very serviceable as such so you want to be able to I, I would I try and look at it to be like, all right, if it comes in this week, obviously there's an urgency attached to it, but you sort of want to get it completed by the following week. Um, but obviously there's uh, ways that you can uh, dictate that to the particular customer and all that. So you ask the questions that you need to help you um, get the outcome that you're looking for. Yeah, help you manipulate the schedule yeah. a little bit. You, you have to puppeteer the schedule a little bit. I remember early on in business um, being so busy, and then we, we, uh, the, the builder was like, do you want to cut out now? And I'm like, nah, we'll just wait till you, you paint. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the worst thing ever. Yeah. Right. No, and then, um, and then the, so next, the, right now. The, the next, the <laughs> next job we did for him, I was cutting out like in the, while they were sheeting because yeah. we had not much work on. Yeah. And he's like, I thought you said the best time was after painting. I was like, oh, nah, no, no, I might have said that, but you know, things have changed. If you're watching this back, please, the best time to cut out <laughs> is, 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 like when they're setting, yeah, when they're setting, while, while the is there, like, yeah, they can fix it up for you. Yeah, don't, so, don't so obviously, do that. one key indicator then straight up off the bat is like what's your lead time when you're on your smaller work, yeah. and then if you are in the project realm, 
what what big rocks you got coming up. Yeah, what, how yeah. Much, what chunks of time are they taking up? Yeah, can can you even do it with the if you're by yourself if you're if you're rolling um, single man van style? It, can you even take on that load of work, or do you need some other assistance as well? Um, so, what resources do you have to allocate to them straight away? Yeah, um, just back a sec on the because I got some strategies with. I always felt like two to three weeks was a good time to be booked out yeah. for. Anything post three, you can pretty much guarantee they're going somewhere else. Yeah. Um, we had a laugh the other day about when you call that client that you haven't got back to for a month and, and you're like, oh, yeah, can come next week. Yeah. And they're like, we had the job done two weeks ago. Two That's weeks a bad ago. situation uh, for everyone involved, especially when you're growing a business because when you're growing a business, you want the work because, yeah, obviously you want the money and you want to do the work, but you also – want the network, you want that client, you want everyone that client knows. Yeah. When you're growing a business, it's really important that you take your opportunities to meet as many people as you can, do as much work as you can, yeah. to grow your client base as much as you can because um, that's where the growth kind of happens quite organically and and, and naturally. So, um, so yeah, so when people call, I felt like a really good structure and strategy was to say, oh, yeah, cool, we're two to three weeks booked out. Yeah. How does that sit from your end? Yeah. And then you can gauge where they would be like, yeah, cool, man. We're we're chill. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or yeah, they're like, no. get stuffed. You know, my dog just bit through this cord. Mm -hmm. My dog ate my homework, and um, and we need this done. So, and then at least it's up to you. So I feel like when when you tell the client, oh, we're three weeks booked out, then they've got a choice, yeah, yeah to just leave or stay. Yeah. And they go, oh, okay. But if you if you ask them the question, uh, how does that sit from your end? At least they've at least then if you can if you hear some frustration or, yeah yeah then then you you've got the ability to uh puppeteer the schedule into yep. a sort of sooner thing so um so yeah i guess back to the key metrics you know how much work comes in every single week yep. how much booked in advance are you for small and large jobs i think as well the other thing is um on the large jobs as well every rough in the cutout is to follow yes. every cutout yeah, a fit off is to follow and and this kind of leads to my next bit but what jobs coming up in advance after that job so it's important if you work on those projects that you go okay after walker street we're going to smith street walker street <laughs> <laughs> so it's like and and that's why i, I love to do the quasi friday touch base with the clients yeah. in terms of the schedule you need to know what jobs they've got coming up next because you need things to know change too like things change tyler might have came earlier or yeah. cabinetry might have been put in faster than anticipated on a project style Tyler's job. ever came early or yeah well it's funny we're on a job at the moment and the tylers are actually in early yeah. and the cabinetry is in early so it's been like it's a really tight schedule yeah. um and it's, it's worked out nicely because touch base with the with the builder he's like yeah no, no i need you here again next week because there's some some little bits and pieces that have gone in um variation wise that you might not have known about so then you know hey there's there's another chunk of work that we need to find space for in the schedule yeah um and then also like the you look at the recurring work so ongoing uh exit emergency light testing tests and tagging if you're that way inclined yeah, compliance in general compliance stuff compliance. Um, just the stuff that you're always going back to recurring. I like to write that all down because um, sometimes you can think you're not busy and write it down and yep. you go, oh, actually, we're, we're, we're under the pump. Yep. And, and sometimes you can carry a lot of stuff in your head, but getting it out helps. Mm -hmm. But I think the biggest key indicator to hiring, this is for the people that are still on the tools, for me, the biggest indicator is you yourself. Yep. So, you know, a lot of times uh, we've all been there, working on a laptop late at night. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Kids go to bed, 
dun, 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 laptop Not comes out, right? Uh, the old nighttime administration monster who is insatiable, by the way, keeps needing to be fed. Yes, there's always something to do. Always we we both know do. that. There's yeah. always something to do. So it's important you get that shutdown time. But I think you will be your own biggest indicator if you're still on the tools of hiring. If you're pushing really hard, then you'll go, okay, why am I pushing really yeah. hard? Why can't I get my office stuff done in the days I used to get them done? Uh, how come I'm seven and a half weeks behind on invoicing? Yep. Where was I on February 7 at 10 a.m.? Because yep. I didn't write that down because I should have written that down. So like, you almost become your own key indicator. Yeah, how many hours are you doing in the week? How many like, hours? Yeah. And you know what? If you're doing 40, 50, 60, then 20 of those can go to the, the trade. Yeah. Straight and then up. if 20 to 40 hours come in every single week, you've just filled their week. Yes. Straight up. Straight up. So I think that's really important, like those key metrics to look at. And if you were to come and sit with us, that's exactly what we would say to, you know, write out your schedule, have, have a look at how busy you are, what work comes in every single week. Your customer, your, your customer base. How, how like do you regular. know? How um, much work comes in every single week? Do you monitor that stuff? Yeah, so we can measure it like, through reporting, um, yeah. through Simpro, which is something that can be can be taught very easily. Um, yeah. uh, we, we probably, uh, there's multiple ways you can do it. You can do it daily, weekly, you can do it monthly, you can do it quarterly, you can do it every six monthly, but it's nice to identify the type of work that you're doing. So we do that through different cost centers and tagging um, methodology that you can utilize in Simpro. So then you can just spit the report out and it can be, all right, we're doing this percentage of, um service and maintenance work we're doing this percentage of project work and it's really interesting to look at i find too because um a lot of people i feel base it on turnover to be like oh this is this is and of course project work is worth more dollar value so it can skew what you're looking at whereas i actually like to look at the hours that we're spending on it also right so uh tradesmen one and two um or tradesperson one and two are spending every week all week on service and maintenance work um tradie three and four and five they're in our project sphere and apprentices one and two are in the project space and then apprentice three um oh, they're, they're, they're crossing over between the two so that can give you a real clear indicator of the hours that you're spending on it yeah i like the hour metric because we all know materials is bit of a vanity metric in yeah, a way. So yeah. you, you could have bought a 30 grand switchboard and be like, yeah. oh, my turnover looks sick. Yeah. This, uh, you know, yeah. this, or you could just have bought a lot of materials and events. <laughs> For a one day job. <laughs> you could have did what I did. I bought heaps of uh, RCDs on that work hard, play hard. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And then the factory flooded. Yeah. <laughs> so Thanks for that. Yeah. Flood gods, appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, but I think it's also good to touch base in terms of hiring uh, and in key indicators to hire that if you uh, push really hard through these windows and don't hire yeah. the risks. Yes. Because what happens is if you start to push yourself out too far, yep. you become a service that clients can't use. No one I know wants to wait four to six weeks for a couple of small stuff. Yeah. And then you become frustrating to deal with. Your existing clients are sort of frustrated as yeah. well. And usually you work out a... a you, you follow like a Mike Whitney sort of theory, who yeah. dares wins, yeah. but who screams wins. I think and also you become frustrated with yourself also too. So then it's like it yeah. goes down the gurgler, like it's a it's a sinking ship. Like 
they're frustrated, the customer, the customer's frustrated, you become frustrated. So then yeah. like bury your head in the sand type scenario to be like, oh, well, I just won't call anyone and it'll sort itself out. Yeah. Which isn't the answer. I'll just put my phone on the ladder and just leave it. <laughs> Where's my phone again? Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, also, you know, and then you you really risk, and this happened to me, you risk uh, the who screams wins philosophy. Yeah. So whoever's screaming the loudest at you, you get there. Yeah. And the, the worst thing is the good clients are usually they're the good clients for a reason. They yeah. don't scream at you. Yeah. They, they, they patiently wait for you. But I found with the good clients, if you annoy them just that little bit too much, mm. then you really risk losing them forever. Yeah. So, so the risk of, um, you know, I guess, not recognizing the key indicators to hire, uh, you put yourself in a boat where you're too inaccessible for someone to, to get to. Yeah. You're too far away from work. You can't be in two places at once. Definitely. You can't be at two rough ends at once. You can't be at two emergency jobs at once. So you put so much pressure on yourself and then you feel really, really busy about this. It's just not achievable. And of course it's not achievable. And, and the thing is, like we kind of said earlier in the session, if you take these opportunities to hire and all of a sudden you can service the people, all of a sudden by servicing the people, you get more work just organically and naturally yeah. well you may even get more work just out of that particular client to yeah. begin with so then in turn you don't need more clients you, you're servicing the ones that you have yes exactly otherwise you end up on this sort of up down roller coaster of like i'm really busy oh, i'm not so busy i'm really busy i'm not so busy and that's a really dangerous cycle to get it to get out of and one thing i found i'd love to hear your thoughts on this when you get that time back when you get that tradie or apprentice on board and they end up doing stuff yeah. and then all of a sudden you know your time's gone from 40 or 50 yeah. hours to 20 or 30 hours or whatever you've got more time to work on the business yes which is really important yeah super important yeah, yeah. And we, you can you generate more work naturally yeah straight up because you've got more time because you're answering the phone that. yeah because you yeah. you can send that quote out you're not um it's not delayed there's no um distractions as such you've, you've dedicated that time back into the business in driving it forward yeah and you see so many people uh, misquoting so that so yeah. the email comes into the inbox and it's like oh i better not look at that for four weeks yeah 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 yeah, yeah. surely that'll be okay ignore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a red flag but like ignore yeah. the flag yeah, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. and Don't um and not, nothing increases your your nothing increases your chance of getting the job like getting the quote back 100 you, you know like someone can't accept what you haven't quoted so just the ability to put yourself in the hot seat and, and be the business owner and grow the business. Don't miss your opportunities and, and don't lose your opportunities because of fear. You know, there's, there's, um, there's so much work out there and there's so much opportunity out there. So grab it with both hands. What's your final sort of like send off to someone who might be in that hiring space? Looking to hire. Well, I think obviously you've got to identify, I think within yourself firstly, what you're looking for. Um, so are you happy doing 60 hours a week, which no one said ever. Um, so obviously you need to be like, right, this is what I actually want to do. So, and then measure what you're currently doing. Look at what's ahead, like the things that we've discussed already um, in the chat that we've had and just write it down, spend some time to measure what, what you've got. And then the answer comes to you um, to be like, oh, I actually do need to hire because it's nothing like spending a bit of time on something that's super important. Um, and then it, 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 the numbers or the information that you put down, they don't lie. That it's, it's like um, it's like doing a quote, like the, 
the, the amount of time you're spending on it, labor wise, and the amount of materials required, that equals the price. Like that, it's just once you put it together, plus plus, it equals that. It doesn't lie. So if you can measure um, what you've got coming up, what you currently do, who your customers are, how much time you're spending um, currently out on the tools, it gives you a really clear indication that yeah, you need to hire. Yeah, and the type of person you need to hire as well. Yeah, do another session on that yes. for sure. Uh, especially, it is a difficult market to hire in yes. uh, and we'll get into that sort of, I think we should do that next session. Yep. That'd be a really interesting topic. Uh, but yeah, my advice is to recognize the signs and symptoms early because prevention is better than cure. And you want to be looking at the tradie or at the apprentice, not for the tradie or for the apprentice. Yes. When you're looking for something, you get desperate and flustered and uh, start eating lollies, if you know what I mean? Start yes. looking for some, uh, short-term dopamine hits quick fixes yeah, yeah here's some quick fixes so yeah look after yourself look after each other and uh happy hiring process cheers